espresso episode, but as promised, we are back. Equan, cut the music. We are back. Six Inside Podcast. Don't know what episode it is. Don't care. Uh, Kylie and a special uh, special guest, one of the OGs, uh, Jack Hallinan, is back. He's back. <laughs> we're, as, we're as surprised as everyone else is. Uh, but, you know, thrilled to have him. So, we're, you know, pretty uh, pretty basic episode here. Uh, it's going to, like we said earlier, it'll be a, be a quick, a lot of us got to dip out here soon. I'm headed over to, uh, IMG and Montverde right after, uh, finishing this up. So thrilled the to finally get to one. see the actual one this time. <laughs> yeah. Thrilled to finally be able to see IMG's national team and, uh, Cooper flag and Montverde. Um, I understand Montverde has a lot of talent on their team since they're the number one high school team in the country. I only care about Cooper though. So, Derek uh, Quinn. yeah. And uh, Newell, like there, there's so much talent on that team. It is ridiculous. Oh, but, Austin Newell's on that team, dude. It He's like sick. It, it's it's absurd how much talent each of those. I and mean, Liam I'm, McNeely's a bucket. I, I think are they, are I they think, better than Don Bosco Prep? It's Mont Verde's number one in the country. Uh, like Mont, dude, Mont Verde is their backups <laughs> are five stars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, do we uh how much Super Bowl do we even want to tar- talk like not just much picks. just picks. All right. Um I mean maybe a little expand. Nah, I, I don't know. I they've heard it at this point. Uh I'll keep mine short and sweet. Well, I do feel like the Eagles have the best trenches we've seen since World War 1. I, I got to go with the Chiefs. <laughs> um Kansas City is just they're healthy, they're absurd. I have no reason to doubt them, so I'm going KC here. I'm going to go with Philly and uh, the Colts' future head coach, Shane Steichen. Um, You know, I just think all around, I think they have the better defense. And I think it'll all um, depend on how Jalen's throwing – Honestly, um, I, I I'm not concerned about Mahomes' ankle after two weeks. Like, if he could play on it a week later, two weeks of treatment, he he'll he'll be fine. I just think that de- that secondary that they just pretty much got handed. Like, if you think about it, like the Giants cut James Bradbury and then they get him. And they get C.J. Gardner Johnson for what a fifth round pick. Like, what is that about? And then you got Darius Slay. It's too good. So, I got them. I think it's a high-powered offense. I mean, A.J. Brown's a, a guy. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of holes in that Chiefs defense, even though Spags is a beast. So, I think it'll be so, a really good game, though. So, I looked really quick while we were – uh Oh, we were going over these picks. Uh, Montverde has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten guys in the top 100 for their respective classes. And so that's uh, 
2023, 2024, and 2025. They have 10 people in the top 100 on those three that's lists. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. And that's with Gibbs Lawhorn transferring out. Yeah. So that's, that's um, madness. That team, could it, be some, that, that team could probably be some college teams. Yeah. Yes, so, like, they would. tonight, just on the Montverde side of things, uh, Sean Stewart's going to Duke. Kwame Evans is going to Oregon. Chris Johnson's going to Kansas. Marvel Allen's going to Georgetown. Uh, and then next year, Asa Newell's eight in the country. Derek Queen's going to end up at Maryland. Liam McNeely. No. Well, both that's going the, to IU. 24-7's got Maryland. But uh, Curtis Givens. Joke. True. Curtis Givens, 62nd. And then when we move out to 25, Cooper Flagg is... Uh, honestly, I think Cooper Flagg's probably the second best high school player in the country behind Cam Boozer which is absurd because they're both sophomores in high school. Um, That's crazy. And then Bryce Hurd, who's a four-star sophomore. So it's going to be fun. All right, Hallinan, bat- or, uh Super Bowl, who you got? Uh, I'm going Kansas City just because I don't, I don't doubt Mahomes' ability, and I think he's the man. And um, one of my good buddies back home, Casey, is a diehard Eagles fan. He's obnoxious as hell, so <laughs> – just got to prey on his downfall, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sarasota has a large Philadelphia population for some reason. Like, they all moved down here. So I grew up hating Philly with exactly. a passion. Like, the, the fans like, are ridiculous. And I love it, good fans, but, like, they are the definition of in-your-face obnoxious yes. Philadelphia fans. I'll give them the food, though. Oh, like, it's hard to beat a good Philly cheesesteak, man. Yeah, Philly cheesesteaks are gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to beat that. So they we don't got doubt back their ability to make a good Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> All right. Uh, deadline. Let's get into it. Uh, a lot happened. KD trade happened. Uh, that was... Uh, were you guys shocked by it? Not, not after Kyrie. I figured it was either they're I both staying or he'd get moved. I thought... Brooklyn was going to get more than what they got for KD, to be honest with you. I mean, you won't see the fruits of the labor until after the draft picks are used or used to acquire someone else. But defensively, that team's going to be a nightmare to play. It gives Cam Thomas an opportunity to become an all-star. Yeah, but yesterday he was just chucking. It was bad. (laughs) He was like three for 17. Still had 20. He's got that confidence. Yeah. And got a fine. Yeah, and got the fine, too. I saw that. For an interview, he wasn't even supposed to be a part of, either. Yeah. That's the best part. He walked into Spencer Dinwiddie's interview. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, I I like the return for them a lot. I mean, I'm also really high on Mikhail Bridges, though. And Cam Johnson, someone that they'll be able to retain for an affordable price. Um, he's a restricted free agent this off season. So overall big fan of their assets. Uh, I think that there's a lot of ways that they could kind of go moving forward. Um, you've got a nice young core in I'm going to say Claxton and bridges at this point. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable. Yeah, I understand he had the three forty point games, but I need more of a proof. I need more of a sample. Like I saw, I saw Corey Brewer drop 51 time. So 
Yeah. Obviously, you know, Corey Brewer had a hell of a career, but I, I need more. I need to see what Cam looks like more when, you know, teams get the scout on him. So then Woody's nice for them as well. I think that they are still going to be a really, really fun team to watch the rest of the year. And if nothing else, a tough They're out. Good. Like They're going to be a bitch to play in the playoffs. They have so many dudes they can throw at you and they are long as hell. Like the the length Benny on that Smith team and Mikhail Bridges together is nutty. Absurd. Claxton can switch. Ben Simmons can switch. You know, for all his faults, he can still yeah. defend at close to a high level. Um, if you had those four on the court, fuck. it's it's absurd. Yeah, and then whoever whoever else you want to throw out there, right? So overall, uh, I'm okay with it. I was a little surprised. Uh, not gonna lie, but once I saw the package, I was like that. That makes sense. I think those swaps are potentially going to be pretty valuable. Phoenix has been big on this idea of kind of having guys on two timelines, which is a trend we're seeing around the league. You know, Golden State had that as well, where you've got your older core that's aging out, maybe a middle guy in that older core, and then the younger core that's coming in. That's really becoming like the... uh, That's that's becoming kind of the model that teams try to follow. Um, It's tough. It's tough. Especially if one of the young guys starts popping off and you have to pay them because you're already paying the older core. Yeah. So it's, and they also don't get the chance to like make mistakes and grow like Wiseman and Kuminga is just buried. Like I wanted him. I I wish, I wish Golden State got to keep Bay. He would have, yeah, he would have been a bucket on their team. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have been really good. He would have, but they they did. You know, it's important to note though they saved a fuck ton of money with with the move oh, that they did that's make. Because yeah. like, if you just look at luxury tax, it's like they saved thirty million dollars this year with the difference from Wiseman to uh, Gary Payton, and the next year when Gary Payton's not under contract, it's something like fifty million in tax savings. So, what was it, Wiseman's t- contract like? Ten mil a year. <laughs> Yeah, ten mil this year or nine mil this year, ten mil next year because he was the second overall pick. So, um, so how? Explain to me Wiseman with Duran on the court together. So I I liked I I think the Pistons were the winner of the deadline if the competition was getting lefty centers drafted second overall that suck. They have Bagley. two of them now, strangely enough, Bagley and uh, Bagley and Wiseman. Um. I don't there just think... ain't no way they coexist. No, no, they don't play together. Um I think it's a good opportunity for Wiseman, but to just play. Frankly, I don't know I don't know how it, how the rotation looks though, right? Um So they're not sold on Dern or you think they'll no, have they are. Bo- they'll have both of them and one of them's gotta be a star. Once, one's off the bench and one's starting. I, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. They won't play together. Um, if they do, I'd be shocked. I don't think Wiseman's shown that shooting ability. Um, but Bay is someone that Detroit was going to have to pay. And if Detroit's in a position where they're like, look, we like Ivy a lot. We like Cunningham a lot. Bay obviously doesn't pay that pos- play that position. But if they're in a spot where they're like, look, we don't feel like Bay is really going to be a a piece for us moving forward that pushes us to that upper echelon, then they move off of him and get a buy low and uh and Wiseman that could potentially have a high ceiling. I think Bay's worth more than that, frankly. Um I think he's gonna be sick in Atlanta too. Wiseman's uh, at his lowest trade value. Yeah. So uh I don't 
I, you know, I trust Detroit's, uh, believe it or not, you know, with their 15 wins, I trust their evaluation of Sadiq Bay better than my own since, you know, they're seeing him in practice every day. But I think, I think he should have gone for more. Um, also, another Detroit point. I, one of my pet peeves, mini tangent here, is the discussion that Detroit should not draft Scoot Henderson if they're in position to draft him because they already have Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. If they can all play together. I'd agree with that. that it's, a, it's possible that they can all play together. Um, <laughs> Cade's got the size of a three. Cade's got the size of a three. I think Ivy might end up being more of a shooting guard as his better position. I don't know if I don't know. And the nice thing about Scoot, and I'm I'm not going to talk too much about him um today. We'll get further into NBA draft stuff as we get closer, but uh Scoot can play on or off the ball. And frankly, I think you're looking at Hall of Fame upside with Scoot. So uh just gonna drop that tidbit and then uh then move on to some of the other deals. I'll, I'll talk OKC's deadline really quick. Loved what they did. Uh, Going to be interested to see if Justin Jackson gets waived or if they just let him play. Uh, definitely was a good selling opportunity. Love Mike Muscala. Uh, I don't like Darius Baisley. Uh, Muscala is going to be sick. as kind of like, like that third, fourth big man for Boston. I feel better about him playing than Cornette in a playoff series. Personally, I think Cornette's a novelty in the same way that Boban Marjanovic is. So not someone who I'd want to be on the court, but nice to have and, you know, in the back pocket. As for Baisley, I I think he fits in well for, uh, I think he'll fit in well for what the Suns need, which is kind of a a four that can hypothetically defend and bust his ass. Uh, Restricted free agent at the end of this year, not someone OKC was going to keep around. Uh, I think it's going to hurt that they lost Dario Saric a little bit because there's a chance Dario was the best rebounder on the Suns, which is absurd to think about. It's either him, Bismack, or Jock Lawndale. I don't know if you guys saw DeAndre. I think DeAndre Aiden's my most frustrating player in the league right now. He played last night against the Hawks. And he had two rebounds. Two. Trey Young had seven. Clint Capella, who cannot shoot, at seventeen. Like I, I cannot for the life of me understand how you can be seven feet tall and not catch rebounds. Watch him the next time he plays, or next time you catch a Suns game, which presumably will be soon, given the talent that they just brought in. He doesn't catch rebounds; he bats them. Like, he's consistently trying to, like, tap the rebounds to other players on the team, somewhere like what Tyson Chandler used to do. Except Tyson would catch them, and Tyson played like he gave a shit about basketball. So, <laughs> he's got a... He needs to rebound for this thing to work. in Indiana. Yeah. Are you telling me I should drop him from my sleeper league? No, yeah. no, not at all. Keep him. <laughs> send him to me. Yeah, no, send your, him over. your whole rant about he doesn't care about basketball is making me consider just dropping his ass. <laughs> no, I th- you got Katie. Katie <laughs> should put that dog in him. Hopefully, um, you know, Katie won't stand for that shit. But uh, frustrating to watch. Um, overall, love the Suns deadline. Few head scratchers for me as far as teams go. Uh, Miami is screwed. Uh. <laughs> Alan, do you know who Miami's starting power forward is right now? I do not. Haywood Highsmith. 
<laughs> I yeah. don't even know who that is. No, I we didn't either. So it's their options at power forward right now are Caleb Martin, Haywood Highsmith, and I guess Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero. <laughs> I mean, it might be better. But the nice thing, the nice thing for them though, they have two open roster spots, so they need to pray that Dario Saric essentially gets bought out, or they they might be trotting out Serge Ibaka as their starting power forward in 2023, which is not not ideal. But that hero or the Duncan Robinson contract and the Kyle Lowry contracts are just horrible. I, I think is it fair to say Duncan Robinson has the worst contract in the league? He had that bubble year, and he got set for life through the bubble. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy for him. I, I feel bad for the Heat because Heroes he is, is a better version of him. He is on the books for the contract was five years, ninety million. That's Ugh. crazy. He has a player option in 2025, in which he will be making twenty million dollars with. Oh my god. <laughs> There were talks that if they wanted to move off of his deal, they would have to attach two first-round picks to get someone else to take his deal on. And it, it never is, broke again. It, yeah, literally. It is It is awful. They've got him. They have Lowry for next year, who cannot stay healthy for the life of them. Um, I think they're paying him $3 million next year. It's For a it, team it's t- that prides themselves on defense, though, they pretty have a lot of liabilities on defense. I can't stay healthy. Like, like it, Hero is a liability on defense. Yeah. He's awful. But he's a bucket. They have to start, <laughs> like, they need Hero coming off the bench or else they have no scorers off the bench. If you're not starting Hero, here's the bench lineup. Gabe Vincent, Victor Oladipo, Max Truce, I guess Haywood Highsmith or Caleb Barden if they're not starting, and then Orlando Robinson, who I like. I love Orlando Robinson. That's but like, awful. It's it's bad. They have two roster spots, though. Plenty of interesting buyout guys coming through. Um, Could be a good John Wall spot uh, just as a third guard. Because, you know, I think Gabe Vincent's fine for, like, being someone who can step in and run an offense. But if you need anything more than that, you got to hope Jamari Bouye on his, on his two-way deal on day one is going to like come in and give you something. So it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough sliding for him. What other, uh, what other deadlines we want to get into? What do we, what do we think about the, uh, the Nova boys getting back together on the Knicks? Love it. Love I it. I loved it. Jay, did you the see moments Jay cooler. The moment's there? cooler than the impact. No, a hundred percent, but the moment was sick. Yeah. Brunson was and so pumped. How ironic it was that he was at Nova. That is yeah. crazy. That's why I think Josh Hart might just have a breakout year, just go off. Him and Brunson. I mean he's good. I, he's a bucket. I, I think Josh good. Hart is I, I think he gives the Knicks a a needed piece in that he doesn't demand a lot of attention. He doesn't demand a lot of touches, but he'll just come in and bust his ass and give you he works Solid so production. hard for rebounds. Yeah. yeah, he gets so. I think he averages like eight rebounds a game. You can fact check me, but Nailed I it. know he hustles. Yeah. Averages eight boards a game. I knew it. Gosh, hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He averages nine and a half, I'm eight, and four. Age is spot on. He works so hard, so mm-hmm. hard. 
Gotta love it. That's better than reddish for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I and dude, Portland Portland's in a tough spot as well. Um they got it's very funny. Golden State essentially sent Gary Payton the second up to Portland to rehab his back for six months and then reacquired him once his rehab was done, which is absurd. But Portland is in and I'm I hate Portland. You guys know this. There I'm I'm sad that this video is wasn't saved. I sent a live reaction of Damian Lillard hitting the shot on OKC to a uh, snap group that we have. And ever since then, I, I've hated Portland with a passion. Um, I, I think the Matisse-Thibel acquisition was a very, very good one for them. But your big man rotation is still Nurkic, who I don't think is a good player at all, and Drew Eubanks, who, okay, maybe it's a third big. Jeremy Grant is on an expiring deal and is going to get paid a max contract this summer. I don't know if they'll want to go into the tax for him. Um, and just overall, I felt like they could have they could have sold on some of these guys, right? Um, whether that was Jeremy, Nurkic. Uh, I don't know what Nasir Little's worth. I don't know what he's doing there, though, at the same point. I think Cam's a great buy low for them and could actually contribute, but it's an ugly, ugly roster. Um, yeah. They're banking very heavily on the gamble of last draft cycle, Shaden Sharp. Who he's shown flashes, but it's not it's nowhere close to a surefire thing like some of these other rookies have shown so far. Yeah. It's tough, but Simons is nice. Yes. I'd move pieces and build around him. I mean at some point, Dame's not going to be anything special. Look at all these yeah. point guards that have fallen off that two years ago were dogs. I mean. And he's dealt with injury struggles, too. Like, last year, he missed all that it's time. coming sooner than people want to admit. Yeah. And I understand trying to keep your superstar that's been pretty loyal with you, like, semi-happy, not, like, completely flipping it. But at some point, like, you got to move him. Yeah, uh, they got also, Kevin Knox too. Broke. <laughs> I also think the clip. I liked what the Clippers did. I mean, especially if they're active in the buyout market. I mean, if you, I don't know. I think. I mean, I like Bones and Eric Gordon's a bucket. So, who else do they get? Someone else. Mason Plumley, who is actually yeah. huge for them. That's a good backup center. Zubox gets in foul trouble a lot, and then they're just who like who you put in Diabate. Uh Covington. But uh, it is crazy. This team consistently has like they use their full fifteen man roster as people that can play. Like all fifteen of their players I would feel comfortable playing on the court right now. It's besides maybe Brandon Boston, but he had, he had that, he had that nice stretch. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I love their deadline. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to like it significantly more when we find out who their point guard is because Russ. it should be Russ. And I think Russ makes that team. They'd be sick. Uh, they would be awesome. 
I am extremely biased towards Russ. I understand his issues, but I think on a team like this, he would work very, very well. I um, probably would have moved Terrence Mann, to be honest. It would have... It, they would have had to get something like major for him. Spoken um, like a true Oklahoma City fan, always defending Westbrook. I know, I know. Now the man has his flaws. Um, he was kind of screwed he's for the start. Who, Russ or Terrence Mann? Terrence Mann. I think Terrence Mann's worth a lot because he uh, he was a second round pick, and so his next contract cannot be expensive. Let me see what his max deal is. Um, yeah, but how do you defend giving up a lot for a 26-year-old averaging nine points, three rebounds, two assists? Is that man's I stats? I guess because he shoots 40% from three. And he's had a small – he's had a small role too, you know? He's not – he can do more. He just hasn't yeah, – but- given the opportunity to, right? There isn't a need for him to, like, yeah. I, I think if you put, if you put Terrence Mann in a better position, like in a a higher volume role, that he would absolutely thrive. And he would probably, you're looking at, I would say 16, 17 a game, um, which is a, a but now, sizable increase. But now you add even more pieces that he falls down. Like, he won't play more than Bones and Eric Gordon. He'll play more than Bones. He'll play more than Bones. Hmm. Bones, Bones ain't going to play in the playoffs. That's that's the issue with Bones, right? Is Did As good as Bones is, defense? horrible. Horrible. <laughs> like, it, I mean, and it makes sense when he's like, what, 5'8", 180 or something like that? How tall is Bones? Oh, he's 6'2". Damn. Okay, 6'2", 170. So, that, like... yeah. Cannot defend. He can score. He can score very well, and he's great at that. But not. There's a reason he went. I I don't want to say that the reason he went for that is because he's a bad player. He's a good player. But one, the salary was like one million dollars, which is very hard to match. And two, it it was known out there that Denver wanted to move off of him. But I think it's important to note too. Terrence Mann is under contract for the next two years. He's gonna pay ten million next year and then eleven million the year after. That's a like I, I think if you put Terrence Mann in a bigger setting, he's probably more like somewhere in that seventeen to twenty million dollar a year range, if I had to guess at that for for that age. Um so he he's one of those younger guys that they'll have controlled who will play past this year. Um well, then he should have came to Indiana. Yeah, your right. Role change. Your expanded role turns into a new career. Yeah. No, Indiana's been a. We owe them an apology, but that should just be its own. Knee Smith. Yeah, that should just be its own uh, own podcast later yeah. on. <laughs> Got gotta talk. Uh, one team I was disappointed in, uh, Utah. I was. Very disappointed in Utah. Um, Who'd they get? Uh, well, Russell they got Westbrook. Russ. <laughs> but, but they only got the one Lakers first round pick for essentially taking on Russ, Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. I I think that 
they should have gotten more. But I also think it's entirely possible, like with Bones, everyone knew that those guys were moving. So maybe the value just got lessened because everyone knew that they were going to be moved, right? So overall, I was I was pretty disappointed in their deadline. Um, I mean, they still have Kelly Olenek on the roster. I feel like someone would have bit for him, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, just overall wasn't... I, I feel like they should have gotten more for for what they what they facilitated. You know, I don't think D'Angelo Russell and we'll we'll get to the Lakers next. How many picks they get? One. They got a first. Now how many do they have? They have no, they got Russ. Well like they're cutting Russ, right? Yeah. So oh okay. My apologies. They got Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones. So they got nothing. So nothing. They got a 2027 first round pick for facilitating that larger trade. While Minnesota got three second round picks, Mike Conley, and I'm not even going to say Alexander Walker. He doesn't, he's not anything at this point. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. But unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, one other buyout candidate, Patrick good. Beverly, uh, will be. Patrick Beverly's getting bought out. Reggie Jackson is also getting bought out. I would love to see either of those guys in Phoenix. Um, love campaign, but I don't want campaign as my backup point guard. Do you agree uh, with the statement mm-hmm. that as soon as you get bought out, that you're from then on a minimum contract guy? No. Um, I can do more research into examples. I don't think hasn't. Russ will be a minimum contract, but he's not going to be forty mil that he's making. No, Russ should be Russ should be MLE. I, I think if you're paying, I think the reaction to Russ if he was getting paid anywhere from ten to twenty million dollars would have been significantly better than him getting paid forty seven million dollars. Yeah. Um, but I forget who said that, but I didn't really think of it that way. And it I makes mean, you. It, ma- most it makes you them, think. Like, most of them are. I mean, like John Wall. Those, oh yeah, those type of guys will be mid, like minimum. But I think I think an interesting one though, like Reggie Jackson. I think upcoming. I don't think he's a minimum guy. I think he's probably close to that. But he's still a dude who can give you. Yeah. A, he's a lower tier starting point guard in the league, which I don't think is is a min guy unless he's you know. Uh, chasing uh chasing a ring or something um the other two will barton's getting bought out i didn't realize will barton's not actually good i thought he was um he is averaging seven points a game on 38 percent shooting right now this year for the wizards who suck like the wizards also suck and they're screwed too but that's a whole nother that beal contract is somehow horrific which is really cool. Um, Lakers. I, I feel like we need to talk Lakers uh, to kind of wrap things off. Unless there's, you know, do we, do we want to do a quick hitter on Indiana? I liked their moves. Um, I'll just say I think Nora is a, another good uh, candidate for the role, expanded role. See your uh, success bump a little bit. 
I think but, Rudy um, would be really good. No. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Lakers. Yeah. But I will say for the Pacers, I although I adore George Hill, he's an Indiana guy. We should have cut him. We have overload at point guard and we don't we don't need him taking up minutes from our young guys. All right, the Lakers. I liked what they did. I think they're gonna be dangerous <laughs> if, they make it, if they make it. I think they will. Because the the teams that they need to pass up to get the ten seed right now. Portland's the ten seed. Oklahoma City and Utah are tied for the eleven seed. So uh LA is two game or two and a half games back of the ten seed. They, they can make up that ground. Yeah. Or they should make up that ground, frankly. Um Who's the shooting guard on the Lakers. The the, the shooting guard? Russ. No, it's uh uh Lonnie uh, Walker. Oh, that's so right. There's Schroeder. Okay. They have Schroeder who will kind of play over there, but uh, Lonnie Walker's the. Uh, that's what the main I was thinking. Of Lonnie Walker. It's going to be Malik Beasley now. Yeah, like th- this. This team, the the changes that they w- underwent were very impressive. Rui is awesome there, and he is really what they need. Um, I think. Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba is better than Wenyan Gabriel. That tweet too, by the way, of the Lakers traded Thomas Bryant to open up minutes for uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Wenyan Gabriel. <laughs> you do not ever open up minutes yeah. for Wenyan Gabriel. Minutes get opened up and then you have to hand them to him for no other reason. That dude is awful. Tell he that is... to Jared Amato, please. I, they were I saying... Have... They were saying that Thomas Bryan was requesting a trade because he thought he should have had an expanded role. He's going to be sick in Denver, too. Like, that is a very, very good sleeper acquisition for them. But Lakers specifically, I think Mo Bamba, good acquisition for them. I think he fits more what they needed better than Patrick Beverly. Another dude that cannot grab rebounds for his life. Uh, so, as a reminder, Mo Bamba is seven feet tall with a seven foot 10 wingspan. He averages four rebounds a game. Four. On his career, averages six. That is horrible. I don't even know how it's possible. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But I loved their acquisitions. Uh, I think that is a dangerous lineup. I'm doing my best to not overrate D'Angelo Russell. It becomes very easy to do considering he made the all-star team and for the Nets. Don't get me wrong. He was cold when he was there, but like... He was so good on the Nets. He was good, but if you look back on how weak the Eastern Conference was for guards that year, it was like your other option was having like... uh, Shit, who even... uh, It would have been like Tony Parker playing for the Hornets back in the day would have made the all-star game with with how weak those guards were in the East that year. But I I think... He fits more into what they needed than Russ did. Um, I I think they're good. I think they're a good team now. And I think Rob Polinka deserves credit for the mess that Rob Polinka cleaning up the mess that Rob Polinka created. He uh, he did well. He definitely did very well here. And I'm disappointed in the Jazz that they only got the one first round pick for for the three guys that they gave up. Um, who else is fucked? Uh, the Chicago Bulls are fucked too because yeah. they have Billy Donovan as their head coach. But uh, <laughs> they're a joke. Yeah, 
All right. Any any last calls, last buzzer beaters here before we wrap it up? Uh, the Hoosiers beat the hell out of Purdue. <laughs> Butler beats Butler beats number thirteen Frank Xavier tonight. Hinkle yeah, Magic. Book it. All right, book and then it. I got to run the table it. to make the tournament. Yep. Butler Damn right. Upsets. Ten ten point victory. We're Oregon State from two years ago. Yes, have, we're uh, going to the Elite Eight. <laughs> I have Cam Whitmore continuing his hot run to actually justify me having him fourth overall on my big board over Brandon Miller. So, Because Justin Moore's back. It's working. So that is all the time we have. Thank you as always. We will be back next week. Peace.